we're going to have a lot of stuff coming up. So hold on to your butts, as they say in Sounds Ghostbusters. It's time to stand up or shut up. With your hosts, Chris and Jen, this is the Theme Park Stand Podcast. Hey, 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 welcome back to your favorite podcast, the Theme Stand. Whoa, I can't say it again. <laughs> if I had a dollar for every time that Chris couldn't pronounce our podcast name, it'd be pretty, pretty stacked. Yeah. Welcome back um, to the Theme Park Stand Podcast, guys. Yeah, listen to what Jen said. Anyway, we have a big show today. Uh, we want to welcome our very special guest, a uh, very, very good friend of the podcast, Ryan from Dorney Park. How's it going? It's going well. Although if you uh, just went off social media, apparently like I'm the only person that does podcasts because <laughs> saw some haters on social media. Yo, look, it's not our fault that Dorney Park is hot right now. Okay. Certainly we understand that it's been 18 years since we've been hot, but you know, everybody relax. There's probably going to be a lot of Ryan on podcast because also I love you guys. So why wouldn't I come on if you asked? Nice shirt, by the way, Chris. It's great. Thank you. And you got a demon drop shirt, Jen? I do. I have a demon drop shirt. All right. These are quality tees. Yeah. Quality I did tees. have a vintage talent shirt on, but it like it was really stiff and weird mm. and the collar was really weird. Okay. It was the first time I tried to wear it and I was like, this 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 is really not good. We got some new talent merch for you this year and some possessed stuff, Chris. So I was just uh, yes. talking to our merch team the other day and there's some good stuff. It'll be um it'll be limited line on some of the possessed stuff early. Um talking about maybe some dynamic image logo changes but uh yeah get it while it's hot get it while it's hot yeah. sell it out and then we can get more yeah jen you might have to run over there i might have to venmo you some money to go get me some stuff <laughs> i i will probably be at dorney so yep. there's a very solid bet i'll be at dorney a lot i think jen's coming to the winter chill out so i am coming to all the- our guest list the other day good stuff yeah I am. I'm very excited. Me and my friend Christina are going, and it's going to be so fun. Oh, yeah. It'll be a good day. Actually, I saw, once again, more haters. Apparently, it's a thing on social media. You just hate, even if you don't actually know what you're talking about. But we did a tour with Ace, uh, I want to say, a week ago or so. And we kind of gave them a quick, quick just like, park breeze through, um, which is, like, no different than just me walking through the park on a normal day. I'll just say winter chill out is going to be significantly more access than they got. And we're also going to make some of our director level folks available for Q&A. So I think um, in terms of the and there's also going to be a heck of a lot more done by the time we hit March 16th. So I will just say to anybody who feels like they've already seen the site. No, it's going to be completely different, even for somebody who works here every day, just week to week. It changes significantly. Uh, like Cedar Creek Flyers is already being painted. So things are uh, to be empty buckets, of course. I wonder when I have to stop calling it Cedar Creek Flyers. Uh, but anyway, so that kind of stuff's already happening. So by the time we hit March, things are going to be great. So, Jen, you're going to, I think you're really going to like the event. I'm pumped you're coming. Yeah, I'm so excited for it. I'm so excited that it came together and you guys were able to put it together. And yeah. for a good cause, too. Yeah. So, Riley, Riley Children's Hospital. Um, they've always been good friends of the park, obviously. And, um, you know, we, we care about children in our community and our, in our region, we work with uh, chop as well. So, um, certainly it was something that was near and dear. We've got a really 
great kind of lineup of charity events throughout the season. Um, you know, some of those are public facing and some of those are more just us working with a partner. We do something with a kid again every year that's just for them and their families. But um, I think we're really in line for a great year. And we have an awesome, awesome event that we're planning and um, should be announcing here in a couple of weeks with a with a really big partner. And I think that this chill out will kind of kickstart our season of giving and kind of just putting our, like I said, putting our names back on the map in a big way this year. Yeah, that's really exciting. I'm so excited to see what you guys do. Me too, actually. It'll be our first time doing it. So um, it's funny too. I saw a lot of people, once again, more haters, shout out. Um, but people were hating and saying like, oh, this is what Cedar Point. It's like, yes, it is what Cedar Point does. And they do it really well. And they're our big brothers. So why wouldn't I, if I saw they did something really well, I'd be a fool not to want to mimic that, especially when it's for charity. Yeah. So I'm feeling spicy on the haters today, guys. <laughs> yeah, guys, topic of the episode is the Dorney Park haters. Yeah, mm. some of it's just so unnecessary, to be quite honest. The last couple of weeks, it's like I and some of it I just don't understand because it's not it's not spoken out of any knowledge base. It's just kind of wild. It kind it kind of goes back to our our talk with um, Alex from uh, Alabama Adventure. There's just oblivious people that don't know that what they're talking about, and they just kind of say whatever they feel, even though they don't know anything. Yeah. What do you guys know? I I manage the social media account here, and um, I've managed other social media accounts before. But the biggest thing is people do it because you get engagement when you're the only one in the room with the negative opinion, and that's the reality of it. So. Yeah. Um, Good for them, I guess. I just we kind of them. sad. I mean, I would, I would hate to have to feel like I have to wake up every day and take a negative stance just so I can get attention. But yeah, teach their own. Yeah, I well, just I they can imagine. go back under the the bridge because they're called trolls. Those are trolling people. Uh they'll still be here in line for Iron Menace. It's okay, yep. and and you know what? We'll love and celebrate them with everybody else. <laughs> and then you know when they say that the ride stinks because they want another negative opinion, then. I'll be right there to see that one too. It's all good. We got a big ten here. We welcome everyone, haters and lovers alike. Oh my gosh! Question. Oh, oh sorry. Go ahead. You can no, leave it Go ahead. No, I already lost what I was saying. Go. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. Uh, is this winter chill out going to be a an annual thing now? You think? Yeah, well, that's one hundred percent the goal. So, I mean, I can't make any promises, but we think we've got a great partner here with um, with Lehigh Valley Riley Children's Hospital. And um, I think we have a great team here and we've got a team that's kind of rowing in the same direction. So, yeah, that's the goal. hundred percent. We want to grow it every year. So this year's kind of scaled back for a number of reasons. Um, and we couldn't initially when I started planning and I, I really wanted to make it for everybody. But um, due to a lot of the ongoing construction and some of the dynamic things that I want to do, we had to cap it at an 18 plus, which I know is frustrating because there's there are, you know, theme park enthusiasts and people who love roller coasters in Dorney Park who are obviously 15, 16, 17 years old. And that's a shame. Um, but unfortunately, I'm kind of hamstrung by what we're legally allowed to do with so many different construction vehicles and activities happening, especially as we get into March. So my goal next year would be if we can get started a little bit earlier. Um, and get, now that we've kind of got everybody on the same boat, just row quicker and we can get things lined up faster. So if we have to have the event in February to get people that access and get, you know, more young folks in here that we can do that. So, yeah, the goal is to do it um, every year and to grow it 
a little each year so that, you know, once again, I mean, the model is Cedar Point. I think they do a great job. I, I haven't personally been there. I've talked to Tony a lot, Tony Clark, and, um, you know, I really love what his team's put together. So this is like round of applause to them. I think the they say that the sincerest form of flattery is, you know, someone copying what you did first. So imitation, right? So, yeah, yeah. we're imitating what they did. And I, I think, um, you know, I kind of think that it's surprising that we're really the first ones to really go after it this hard. So I, I just think it's a great event. And obviously it's raising money. Um, we are we are selling a lot of tickets and there are very, very, there's very limited space left at this point. We've got two slots, one at 9 a.m. and one at 1 p.m. Um, there'll be three to four hour windows for tours. Um, we just, you know, want to keep people moving, keep the process moving. And we thought if we gave people two different windows, it would give people a better chance to get there and experience it. Um, so the one at PM is not sold out, but the 9am is almost done. So I would suggest if people want to come time's running out and we, we, we only went, we went live on Friday. So it's incredible. The response, I think, um, community's really excited for it. Yeah. I, I noticed that 9am was like, I feel like everyone was getting 9am and uh, the amount of tickets I saw. I'm so I'm very excited for you guys. I just keep saying I'm excited. Sorry. Yeah. But um, I'm very excited for the event. Thank you. Me too. Yeah, it'll be fun to get everybody here. You guys, I mean, I love doing that kind of stuff. And then if you can do it and raise money um, for children in need, I think that's slam dunk. Once again, said slam dunk a lot this year from Iron Menace to charity. But um, yeah, take what you're given and, and make it work. Yeah, for sure. I'm excited too for you because, you know, I've been attending Winter Chill Out at Cedar Point for many years. And I've never understood why no one else did that in the Cedar Fair chain. Um, mm -hmm. I've always been like, every time, you know, before I met you and anything, I'd always be like, Kings Island, what are you doing? Like, you're missing out on a gold mine here to help sure. people in that area. Yeah, it's a lot of work. Um, and as you're getting closer to operating, it is difficult. And it, there are a lot of um, logistical hurdles that we're still jumping through and had to jump through to even get this thing off the ground. Yeah. But um, one thing that I'll say about people from the Northeast is like, if it honestly, if I walked through this office and told everybody that I didn't think they could do it, we would probably have it done tomorrow because that's just our attitude is like, if someone says, Hey, do you think we can do this? And there's even like a little seed of doubt somewhere, everyone will move a mountain to overcome it. And so um, I've really been adamant in challenging the team and changing how we approach charity um, and giving back in our community. And I think you're going to see a lot of that this year. Cause I've just been saying since I got here in 2022, like it's not enough, it's not enough, it's not enough. And slowly we've been growing it. And this, this is part of it. I think it's more about the charity than it is about the construction for me. Um, but certainly we're excited to share that, that story with everybody too. Yeah. I feel like this is the perfect year to kick it off though. Cause the construction yes. brings in even, I feel like it'll even bring in the general public when they see this, um, Whereas typically on a winter chill out, I feel like it's a very niche group, but with a brand new coaster that the whole, like your area is excited about, yep. I think you guys are, it, it's the perfect year to kick it off. Yeah, I agree. And we didn't want to miss the opportunity. So even as it was getting later and later, it was like, are we going to do this? And I was like, yes, 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 yes. All the way through. I mean, that's why it's March 16th, which is later than I wanted to do it. But you know, everything's got to come together perfectly to pull off an event like this. And you got to make sure the partners are in place. So, but I'm really excited about where we're at and I'm glad that we just started talking about it and that it's a reality. 
Yeah, I'm excited too. And like, especially if you do it again next year, because I'll be there for sure. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. Should have been here this year. No, it's all right. It was a late. It was a late notice. Um, and I know you would have been here if you could have been here. For sure, I'll be out there some some point this year for sure. <laughs> some point. Yep. I'm not going to, I feel like Dorney is going to be like a regular stop for me now for some reason. And like, this doesn't matter. I'm going to make it out that way. You got it. You got it, man. Yeah. I mean, you want to, you'll want to be here in May, maybe earlier for sure. Yeah. So yeah. what's that, Jen? I just said, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is this a. Uh, Usher? Is this an Usher song going on right now? Yeah, hey, that halftime show. That halftime show was fire, especially if you're a millennial. All right. Yeah. So, it was like my whole entire childhood. I was it like, was. what is going on here? It was good, man. Usher can Already come perform to Dorney anytime he wants. Uh, yeah, Usher, go to Dorney Park. Go ride town to Dorney Park. We can't pay you just like the Super Bowl, but come on down. <laughs> Please bring Lil John and Ludacris with you as well. Oh my lord! And Alicia Keys. Yeah, that was a good time. Yep. I was like, well, she's from up in New York, right? So she's she's close by. Probably. I assume. Probably got a couple right. different places, but yeah. <laughs> um, so we have a lot of uh, a new stuff that we've been seeing happening with the Iron Menace site. So can you give us uh, any type of uh, where we stand with Iron Menace right now? Yeah. Um, I guess you guys will be the first to know this, but we'll have a huge. I got a I got a really big update coming out early tomorrow morning. Tilted Loop was completed this evening. Um, so we got a lot of good video and uh, photos. So that's kind of where that construction is. The station is coming together. Um, they've been working on the roof and um, different elements inside the station. So a lot of concrete work being done there. And um, they are already painting empty buckets, which is like it just kind of feels like one in the same project. And we're also working on um, I like to call this my surprise and delight, but we are working on something special for the dive. Um, so some of the work has begun on that as well. I like to hold some cards, you know, and tell everybody yeah, everything. Sure. Uh, and then the rest, the new restaurant and bar, the Iron Mill Grill and Bar, and the Steel Yard gifts are like slowly but surely coming together. I was inside both of those um, on Friday night, and they look great. I didn't get, get into them today, but a lot of different just like theming elements and the whole area is just coming together. I mean, we've been taking out like planners and, you know, doing concrete work, and they're working on – um, kind of a new landing, which is fancy way of saying concrete, where they're going to put some signage so folks can get like a really good picture of the drop with the with the brand new Iron Menace sign. So kind of just watching the whole thing come to life has been really exciting. All the track elements are here on property, whether it's in uh, our overflow lot or, or physically on the site. Um, most of the columns are already erected and ready. So I really think that from this point forward, the tilted loop was probably the last like complicated element because um, you had obviously anytime you do the station or the lift that's tricky um, the Immelman probably wasn't as tricky as people would think the zero G roll tricky and the tilted loop tricky and now from here it's pretty much smooth sailing and, and I'm, I'm of the understanding that we can do seven pieces a day and there's nice. less than 20 there so I don't think it's going to take them too critically long kind of what's funny is people will see where you don't do construction for a week or two and they're like what's going on Sometimes that's more about like vehicle access. You want to make sure the crane can access a certain area, um, whether it be for some kind of theming element or for the station or something else entirely. 
So you don't want to like cut off your nose to spite your face. So that's why it was really tricky to get to the tilted loop done because it blocks off like our main access point for vehicles to get through. Um, so now we just have to go through a secondary point, but you want to make sure you have things done until you before you complete that, obviously. So, um, but I think things are going really well. We're really excited. See the so, dog out. There's a dog out. She's coming with her. Ahsoka. Night. God, she's chewing herself. She's literally out. Look at it. It has no eyes or nose. <laughs> yeah, you got to eat those first. You know. Yeah, they have to come up first. But she, um, yeah, Ahsoka and her little stuffed corgi joined us. Nice. So for empty buckets, was it made to sound like empty buckets? Yeah, it's made to sound. Yes, that's exactly why it's made to sound. Uh, but the M and T is from McTavish. Yep. Which um, you know, throughout. The, the property you've got the m with the t going through it so yeah it was made to sound like empty buckets it's a little play yeah. on words I it's funny because it. you don't know if people are going to like names or not but i think people actually like that name which is cool. yeah I yeah it's it. so fun yeah. and creative hey sometimes <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen anybody hate on that one yet but i'm sure it's coming so. it, it'll come yeah. <laughs> of course it will gotta be somebody yeah um so we have a lot of these questions here and I don't know. So, okay. Another thing I wanted to ask you about yes. is steel force. Can you give us an update on steel force? Yeah. So they're um, working on the control system. It's a complete overhaul of the control system. So it's a pretty expansive project. Um, my understanding is that it's going to help in a variety of different ways with the operation of the ride um, and then the maintenance and upkeep of the ride. So we were running into a couple issues during last season Um People may have noticed downtime where they really weren't used to it. And to be quite honest, we weren't used to it either. But we kind of had a War Games style computer in there from, you know, 1998, 1999. And um, it needed to be updated. And so my understanding is that um, the control system in Mamba has also been updated. So we're really hopeful that um, I know people love Mamba. And we're kind of hopeful that this will do something similar to this ride. I can't say for sure because each ride is different. Certainly Steel Force is its own unique Morgan. Um but I think uh, just getting that done is incredible. And to see you see it go from like a size 72-inch television to like a computer that's the size of a cell phone um, is wild to me. And then the fact that like that makes the ride better. <laughs> it's yeah. crazy. Um, and then when you know how much something like that costs, it's incredible too. So um, I think it's neat that Thunderhawk's always going under a lot of work, PTC stripping both trains. Um, they're out there doing a lot of board work on it to make sure that it runs smoother than it did last year. And that's something we do every single year for quite some time. And then you got Steel Force getting a new control system and Possessed is going to be incorporated in this new themed area. And certainly it's top of mind for Jessica to keep that ride running and improve it when we can. Uh, and then you've got Iron Menace. It's like that whole bottom half of the park is getting a lift. And I think that's, that's just huge for Dorney in general. So, you know, the uh, I think it's very huge for Dorney, and I'm excited for that. Um, so do you think the question you're going to hear a lot is, hey, can we turn off the mid-course brake run on uh, Steel Force now? <laughs> probably. I mean, we get a lot of questions like that. The answer is no. But, uh, I mean, they probably could do it now with the new control system. There's things that, from my understanding, that, like, they just they couldn't even have done with the previous system that, like, now will be a legitimate option. So I think um, – exciting as you look forward and um i think the big thing for us is always maintain like uh, we've talked about this but we're really good at maintaining those old rides and making sure that they're improved which is an area that uh, believe it or not every not every park 
um, does well with or prioritizes, and I think we've always done a really good job of that. So I think that's exciting. And a lot of it is is that like the institutional knowledge and also like institutional understanding of what historic rides mean to the park. So this is just another great example. Yeah, yeah I I I thought Steel Force last year was running better than it's run since I've been going to that park. Mm -hmm. um, so I can't even imagine how much better it's going to run now with a new system. Yeah. I'm stoked for it. And it's got the new gates too. Like it got the new pneumatic gates last year. Um, so, which Iron Menace will also have pneumatic gates, which is good. So, um, I mean, yeah, when you talk about Steel Force, I think once again, just improving the experience overall is good. I did ride it later in the season. I thought it was a little rougher than I remembered. Um, which, you know, I probably ride it more than most. Yeah. So I could, in my opinion, felt like it was different. And this is before I knew about the control system. So, I will be interested to get on it early in the season and just see how different it is. But I know for maintenance specifically, um, it was definitely creating a challenge. So I'm excited for them not to feel like they have to be out there monitoring it regularly, you know, just to make sure that it continues to run and function like we like, like we enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my first times writing it were in October um, and I thought it was amazing. It made its mm -hmm. way up to, into my top 15 coasters. I love it. It's a great ride. Yeah. I think, I think the control system will improve the back half, which if you like the ride last year, I think that'll just make it better. So yeah. that's kind of where I noticed it a little bit. So that's exciting. Have they taken the star down yet? <laughs> yeah, it's a good question, dude. I have not even looked. It's like right out my office, though. It's not lit up, but uh, I'm assuming it's gone. Maintenance has been working ahead so much, uh, so much more so than they did last year. Like the whip is like already out there. Zephyr is already back on the track, even though it can't go anywhere because the tracks aren't aren't complete going through the Iron Menace work area. Um, but it's it's kind of interesting to see like whenever they get like a nice 50 degree day, they're like on it putting stuff out um, because they're trying to work ahead so that as we get closer to completing Iron Menace and we've got to really we get more access to the site and we can build out that they can be on that rather than worrying about putting out Music Express. Right. So. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's all tarped or under roof, um, but it is interesting because normally a lot of that stuff will be housed in a shop somewhere and, you know, painted and treated and it was, but it's already done. So those guys are really working ahead, which is cool. Yeah. That's awesome to see. Because I, not to go back to what we were talking about earlier, but I, we only mentioned the bar, the food in the bar, like super quickly. Are there, I know it's still so early. Are there mm -hmm. any thing in the works to get like a iron menace beer <laughs> yes yeah yes um, that's the news we wanted guys <laughs> yeah actually um i have to reply to an email um but we are going to be doing some dynamic um social media you know i'm a big video idiot some dynamic uh projects with a partner that is local and we're super excited about and people will know who it is and um, they've got some really cool and interesting designs and so um, yeah we're excited so we'll have a new um, beer partner for this season that uh, has all, all to do with uh, Iron Menace so I don't want to get too ahead of it but yeah we're, we got something cool coming that's awesome and it will be served in the new Iron Mill Mill and Bar okay um and then you also have something coming up that you're announcing on the 27th. I know you probably can't say much. Is there anything 
you can leave with listeners as to whatever you want to say. Just had a meeting about this today. So um, the 27th is great because so what I like to do is I'm a very dates driven person in terms of how I look at engagement and how I look at, um, you know, kind of messaging calendars. I look at it like a calendar. So the 27th gave me a date where I could really press and probe to try to get some things out to the public. Um, and so I'll just say that um, it's actually a collection of things. Um, but of those things, one will be specific to Iron Menace that I think will get people really charged up. So um, and I, in general, I think there's a couple things on there. It just depends on what kind of consumer you are um, and what you really like at a park. Because I think I think there could be multiple like bumps. I think a couple things could get people really excited. But um, you know, knowing your audience, I'm going to go on a limb and say one specifically would get folks excited, and maybe the other ones, you know, who knows? It's it's a it's a gonna like I said, a lot of new things this year. So something. It's not fun. about the sugar shack, I promise you. Okay, <laughs> even though the sugar shack is getting a full overhaul and it's going to be awesome, it's not the sugar shack. <laughs> so a little something for everyone a little something for everybody yeah sounds good uh jen did you have anything else before we get into uh, this long list of questions here um i think we can get into the questions i'm so sorry guys ahsoka's throwing this corgi off the bed at me because <laughs> i won't pay attention to her um so you guys sorry, are watching I'm sure you guys can see her running around here like a psycho. Um, but no, I think we can get into questions. Sounds good. Why don't you kick us off? All right. So first we have Hawk Vandalay. Um, he says, who would win in a duel, Alfondo or McTavish? Yeah, look like Loki, my answer, I want it to be Alfondo real bad. Because Alfondo does have a bad side which I don't think people, you know, people probably don't know a whole lot, but there's been a lot of discussion about like how you incorporate Alfondo more into haunt, but the surface level answer is easily McTavish, right? McTavish has been dead for, or maybe dead for a number of years. And not only does he haunt Dorney park, but he also is a fixture at Knott's Berry farm. So he's got a twofer. So I'm going to go with Hiram McTavish for sure. The McTavish. I'll go the other route and say Alfundo just because <laughs> Don't I like think hilarious, you know, and and scary. I mean, if a clown can go from like very happy and then has a, another side, that's kind of scary, you know, and it makes me think of scary clowns. It doesn't have so. the other side yet, but I know there's been a lot of discussion about Alfundo should be leaning into the, his creepy roots a little bit, but it hasn't yeah. happened. So until then, yeah, still McTavish. There you go. Yeah. You know what's funny, actually, about McTavish is we shot the original teaser trailer, and um, at that time, when we shot it, we were in the throes of, like, carnival preps, or we were in carnival. I think when we, by the time we shot the one for Ghost in the Machine, we were in carnival, and it was July, and it was hot, and I um, basically was trying to work with our entertainment team to get people involved, actors and actresses. And, like, we could not find someone who, like, fit the profile of Hiram McTavish correctly. So we actually used, like, one of our scenic carpenters. Great guy. And But, man, he was, like, so confused about the whole process. But I love, like, that underlying confusion because it almost looked like he was, like, tormented. Like, what am I doing here? And, like, what? And I'm like, yeah, but it fits so well. 
that every time I've seen like an actor do McTavish now, it just doesn't have the same bite to me because of, like as a creative, I'm like that whole like tortured. I don't know what I'm doing, and these people are weird. Was like the exact vibe I think I needed from McTavish because it's almost like he would be in two spaces. He'd be in like a spiritual realm plus stuck at Dorney Park. I mean, that's like you know that's that's conflicting. So yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think McTavish, if I think of him as, like, our scenic carpenter who had no idea, like, what was going on, to me, that is, like, the creepiest. It was, it was just, like, he hit it. He hit the nail on the head. So, yeah, he beats Alfondo every time, for now. Yeah. Stay tuned. I stay tuned. <laughs> I can see it. I can see it. Yeah. It's a clown, right? So, yeah. if you put Alfondo in a gutter somewhere, it probably would horrify somebody, for sure. Uh, so. You don't even have to do anything to Alfondo, and he already horrifies Give him a nano coaster, and he's just... Scare somebody. <laughs> That's funny. Just have you know, just have his where you can see just him out of coming out of like a drain. Oh, We'd man. laugh, but Chris would be the one jumping for the nano coaster. I bet. Yeah. yeah. See you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> um, next question that we have here is coming from EB. Oh. Um, yep. Will any food items from Iron Mill Grill and Bar be on the dining plan? I believe so, um, but I have not been a part of that fundamental discussion. I'm sure it's going to come at some point, and we'll be sure to announce that on social media. I probably could get the answer pretty quick, um, to be honest with you, but I have not um, been a part of that discussion. But I'm I'm fairly confident that something will be on there that would be applicable, given the um, really like the lack of options at the lower end of the park. I think that would be beneficial to everybody. For sure. But I'm not 100%, so I, I need to ask. So, yeah, we'll get a we'll get a to, uh, brain check. Brain, brain check. check yeah. We got time to figure it out. Yes, yeah. we do. That's a good question, though. That is a good question. It's like that's one of those things where it's like as a um, park employee, you don't always think about like the end experience. So it's a good question. You get yeah. so hung up on like the flavors and the actual like what are we serving that sometimes you don't think about the dining plan stuff. So it's a good question. Right. Yeah, definitely. I think I saw somebody ask on social too, and I've been meaning to ask, but I just, you know, I'm just one person right now, so it's, it's a little bit complicated. Busiest time of the year, right? Yes, it is. Somebody would say, why are you doing all these podcasts? These... <laughs> wow, that's so funny. It's like, hey, this podcast is after hours, all right? So I'm like, yeah. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Okay. Oh, this next question um, is a really good one. I'm excited for this answer. So Laurel XL 200 said, yes. are there any plans to reunite the most haunted horse from the Cedar Point Frontier Town Carousel with Dorney's Carousel? Mm. Cedar Point doesn't need it in their closed town hall museum. Mm. No, I've never been a part of that discussion. First person to bring that up to me. So I honestly don't know the answer to that question. We're going to at the next at the next theme park stand Dorney podcast meetup, we're gonna we're we're gonna yell. You to educate me on this because honestly, it's the first I've ever heard of it. I honestly didn't know. Oh my gosh! So that carousel, like there was, no, this was a thing. He knows the the whole story. She knows it way better than I do. Okay. But apparently, there the carousel was haunted at Cedar Point. Okay. Yeah. And they kept like the horse that caused okay. the haunting before it was sent to Dorney. I see. How does that never come up in any conversation I've had with? Because everybody just assumes like half the things in here are haunted. That's why. So it probably was just kind of like a footnote 
in the hauntings of Dorney Park. And I also feel like Ohio, like something being haunted in Ohio is like a little more of a big deal when like everything is haunted in the Northeast. We're in the Northeast, I know. Like, Everybody so was telling me about like, the okay. first theater. Yeah, that's nothing. I haven't heard of that though. That's I have, to, I have to do some research. The first I've heard of it. Yeah, there is. There's more story. I can get it. Um, I can probably get it from you. Laurel XL two hundred knows it very well. Um, but she wants the haunted horse back okay. on the Dorney Park. So out. me and Laurel are in the same time group for Winter Chill Out at Cedar Point this weekend. So we'll be sure to ask about that and see. Hey, hey, can we get this horse sent over to Dorney, please? Yeah, ask, yeah, ask Tony. He'd be like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said the same thing. <laughs> what? What? What are you talking about? No we need the horse reunited with the carousel. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, I know, it's, I know it was theirs. I had no idea it was like haunted. That's like never come up. Yeah, there's like there's a whole story. It's okay. I think it's with the stories on like a plaque with the horse at the town hall museum at Dor at Cedar Point. But I don't. Know I would it. say too, like not a great marketing tool. Like come and ride our carousel that's haunted. You know, like outside <laughs> of like. Maybe. It's also supposed to be a children's ride, so I don't know how much I'd want to lean into that. You know what I mean? Come put little Johnny on this haunted. <laughs> Walks off and he's possessed after that. Like, well, oh, no pun intended. Yeah. Right. It's fine. Lean into it. They're from the Northeast. They have to learn. Yeah, we're all used to it. So I said it wasn't even a blip on my radar. Probably, like I said. Right, because there's so many other things here that people swear are haunted. So, yeah, I mean, it only makes sense that that area and the whole, really the whole East Coast really is the most haunted because they're the first parts of the United States, right? So, yeah, I mean, we've been here since 1884, so like the likelihood that you know, yeah, a yeah. piece of steel or something like came from somewhere, you know, there's so many different things. So, yeah. All right, next question, Cedar Kev. He is asking. Ryan, what is your favorite Cedar Fair park that is not Dorney? Well, so I don't know. It it's conflicted, but um, I'll tell you what. I have always been like the biggest. Like I'll go to other parks and be like, Dorney Park's still better. Like I'm the biggest homer of all time. It, you could think it's the most nonsensical thing, but I will find 18 reasons why I think Dorney Park's better. Um, that being said. I went to Kings Island last year because we went to go shoot the fabrication of the steel for Iron Menace. And I walked into the park and I was in awe. Like that park is so beautiful top to bottom. But I think it's so many great assets. Like everything looks incredible. A lot of the theming is well thought out. Um, dude, they got a Starbucks, like, right? Like I walked in and I'm like, what, what is this? amazing starbucks like you know you have the tower and every i mean it's orion looks amazing and so you're just walking through there and the biggest thing for me though was like their team their staff like they were all incredible they were all extremely nice and i think that for me like really put them over the top um you know especially being there um the one time i went i was just kind of like there as an employee they weren't even open and i'm like this park is incredible um so i i think Kings Island's great. That being said, the, the team at Knott's that kind of does what I do, um, I love them. They have a great team. So it kind of depends on what you're talking about, but I mean, Kings Island is incredible. It's an amazing park. Super, super beautiful. I would have to agree, but you know who does not agree? Is that? The drunk riders. 
<laughs> oh yeah? No? Uh, they're not they're not well, a Kings Island fan. It depends, right? I mean I think the thing for me is like I feel like Dorney and Kings Island are two very different things. So um you know, I could, I mean, Cedar Point's great too. I mean, the assets there, the roller coasters there are incredible. Um, but I, I always kind of go with like the soul and vibe of a place. And I just really enjoyed that there. Just seemed like everybody could have a good time there. Like everybody. So I just like that. And I feel that way about a lot. I mean, I like Cedar Point. I like Knott's. Um, I, I went to King's Dominion and had a really good time. Um, been down to Carowinds now. Um, last time I was there, they weren't operating, and I, I think they have a good team too. Like I just enjoy, I'm more of a people person, so vibes yeah. to me are more about people um, than they are about like the actual hardware in a park. Obviously, I'm from Dorney, so <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not all about like new hardware for me. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. Kings Island, just something, just something special when I was there. Yeah, it's a good park. Cincinnati's a nice area too, man. Like people were, people are genuinely like friendly. Especially for Ohio, Chris, you know, I lived out there for a while. It's like, you know, it's like, yeah, they're really friendly out here in Cincinnati. It's a nice area. Yeah, they're all right. I mean, there's no Columbus, but it's all right. It'll do. <laughs> no. Well, that's different. That's because I got all the government money in Columbus. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Ohio's okay. Nothing Not tops Dorney. I'm ready though. to be in the South during the winter, though. <laughs> nothing, nothing tops Dorney, though, man. You got Cardio Hill and all this history. You can't beat that. Yeah. All right, guys, I've been a little quiet and zoned out. I did quickly find the history of the horse. Do we want to hear the history of the horse? Oh, yeah. Go for it. All right. So the creator's wife of the horse loved it so much and was so upset that her husband sold it to be on a carousel that she wouldn't allow anyone to take pictures with it. And so it says that anyone who has ever – it's an unphotographable – horse and anyone who's ever taken photos with it has had some kind of incident and then there's also parts of the story that say after midnight that you could see the ghosts of mrs muller on the carousel and the carousel would light up with the horse Jeez. and then it says the the entire frontier carousel was sold and moved to dorney park with a notable exception the muller military horse and it does not say where the horse is but it does say the horse in that museum is a replica. I'm assuming she's talking about the merry-go-round museum in Sandusky, and that is a replica horse. That is not the original horse. Our maintenance team probably said no thanks, because when I heard that, I was like, no, thank you. Yes. So um, <laughs> that is the story that. of the Dorney Park Carousel. That's wild. Didn't know yeah, that. And That's good enough. I mean, the horse is not in the museum at Cedar Point because that is, I believe, empty because they were going to redo it before COVID and then like COVID happened and then it just didn't come, didn't come, didn't yeah, happen. So maybe so. the horse is or was in that museum and the replica is, and the, there is a replica in the merry-go-round museum as well. Hmm. Yeah. But um, yeah, apparently the, the one in the merry-go-round museum is a replica and it says the real one is not on display. Does not say where the real one is. I feel like this is an episode that should be going into haunt season, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Since uh, we're stealing, we're stealing the Iron Menace show with the creepy Muller's carousel horse. <laughs> well, I mean, Iron Menace is still kind of on that uh, that haunted side of things with McTavish, so it's yep. got yeah. So we're good there. Yeah, 
Definitely. All right. Sorry. So we can move on to the next question. Um, oh, this is from Biff. He wants to know if you'd rather hang out with him or surveillance. <laughs> both. Both. I want them both here so they can bring the whole Coaster Heat crew. That's the real answer. Um, why would I want them separated, man? Because then they can bring all they can bring their whole their whole gang. And I like seeing everybody. So that's the, the, the safe answer anyway was both of them. I'm not sure. <laughs> not I mean, the only thing is though, do you ever really see surveillance anyway? I mean, you know, or how do you? How are you sure it's actually him? Because his face is always covered. So I know. That one question is like, I don't know if I've actually ever hung out with him before because you just never see his face. Yeah, you know? like John Cena. <laughs> but I would love for I would love for them to come for another little meetup. They're always they're they're a cool gang to hang out with. Yeah, for yeah. sure. They're so nice to hang out. Yes, with. they are. They're very nice. Um, guys, oh. if you guys are watching, there's there's butt. Oh, there it is. Corgi butt. butt. Corgi butt. That is the butt yeah. that's on the back of the Wild Mouse coaster there at Dorney Park. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's corgi it's, butt it's, on the back of the Wild Mouse roller coaster. Yeah, it's very important. Oh. Those, man, really, <laughs> really had fun. With she's it. just living her best life right now. Yeah, she's living her best life. She's just hijacking the episode. Sorry, guys. Own it. Own it. So this this next question is uh, interesting for me because Whiskey Nick is asking, any thoughts of ever flipping the possessed train backwards so you can look down going the down the spiral? What are you guys are coming up with like the most random? I've never no one has ever asked me this question. I would have to ask somebody. I've, no one has ever asked that question. No, I never heard anybody ask that question. I mean, so maybe for Han. So. Hypothetically, you could probably flip them and put them on. I don't know if it would still launch appropriately, but yeah. uh, you, I mean, I know how they put them on. I've seen it done. It, it would probably work. I don't know if it would actually work to be launched appropriately or safely. That would be a, <laughs> that would be a question for maintenance or ops. And to be honest with you, no one has ever asked me that question until <laughs> this moment. So I've got a lot of firsts today. Yeah. I've got like three that I'm like, ah, which is which is different for me. It's, it's yeah. a unique, unique place. So kudos. I dig it. I would ride it too, though, for sure. I would ride it once and then never again. <laughs> yeah, it would be interesting. I don't think it's designed to do that, but it would give you know a a uh, a shout out or a holler to uh, Wicked Twister. Yeah. Uh, Wicked Twister, R.I.P. All right. But it lives on. It lives on at Possessed. It does. In some facet. Well, little pieces of Wicked Twister, I'm sure, are already in commission. Yep. 100%. We're junkyard dogs here at Dorney. We, <laughs> if we need it, we'll find it. I love it. Perfect. Minus Possessed holding break. Can't seem to find that one. but. <laughs> Poor holding break. Maybe one day. It's a priority to Jessica. So if, if it's a priority to Jessica, our general manager, that's a good thing. That means that, like, Wheels are turning somewhere. So, I had uh, speaking of possessed, I had made a uh, a reel or a uh, TikTok, you know, dedicated to possessed today, ah. and um, I sent that out. And somebody was asking me, like, "Are you sure this isn't Wicked Twister?" I was like, "I'm pretty sure this is not Wicked Twister because," and they're like, "Wait, this is uh, this is Steel Venom at Valley Fair." I was like, "Nope, this is definitely used to be at Jog Lake, and this is the very first impulse coaster ever made." Yep. So, yeah, you're wrong. But I'm well, wrong. I get that a lot. Actually, it's funny you say that. I get that a lot within Vertigo. 
at King's Island, too. They're like, people were like, that's not Stinger, that's in Vertigo. And I'm like, literally, dude, they were the same colors. And I honestly wouldn't know unless I saw the Midway because the, it's literally almost the same exact design. So if it's a close-up shot. Stinger lives on. Someone threw it in the wrong folder called Stinger. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know how my, like, you know, 20-year-old intern is going to know that in the summertime either. So it is – but that's funny you mentioned that because they are all – so similar. Yeah. Like, like that. Reminds I've me never of that. understood. Like, I mean, I guess it's, I don't know what the planning is behind it, but like all three of the ones that were at Cedar fair parks were all the same colors. So like yeah. for the, uh, the impulse coasters, but yeah, but stinger does live on at Kings Island. It does lives on. Yep. The train is stingers train. It. I did not know that. I don't ride it anymore because I don't, that's not, that's not my type of deal there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I would. I'm gonna ride it for the credit one, so that's gonna be a one and done for me. Yeah. So one and done. All right. Um, next we have Velocicoasting. He said, "What will be the best floorless coaster at Dorney Park in 2024? Hydra, Iron Menace, Talon, or Possessed?" Whenever I think of floorless, I always just go to Hydra because that's how the ride was marketed when it first came on board. It was like the first. <laughs> and only floorless roller coaster in Pennsylvania. Um, but uh, so, I don't know. Whenever someone says floorless, I think of Hydro. But if you're going to give me the option of all three, I'm going to say Iron Menace because I want everybody to ride it this year. That's a, anything. If, if Iron Menace is listed as an option in 2024, Ryan will say Iron Menace come hell or high water. Yeah. So just know that. That being said, I have not ridden Iron Menace so until that day, Talon Jen is still my favorite, which we know this. This is why this is why Jen is like a, you know, dignitary here at Dorney Park. That's how she got our attention in the first place. Because I'm a huge Talon fan, and she must have tweeted about Talon every day for like a year. So um, <laughs> until you know, until Iron Menace can prove that it's uh, capable of dethroning Talon, um, that's where I'm at. But I mean, I will answer every question if if they put Iron Menace on the on the multiple question answer, then I will answer Iron Menace. It's like when you don't know the test and you just say C for everything. I would just mm -hmm. Iron Menace for everything. You know. Are you sure you haven't ridden Iron Menace yet? <laughs> In my <laughs> dreams. Dude, um, work so closely with uh, all these different projects around the thing that at this point it feels like it. But uh, no, not yet. Not yet. Yeah. Uh, plus, if I did it, it would be very Roller Coaster Tycoon where the ending would be so good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a satisfaction score would dip tremendously. So... <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll pick Iron Menace with you as well, just because I want people to write it too. I want people to go to Dorney and just flock there. Yeah. And just hearing from folks that like the talent experience is really, you know, what we want to try to emulate with this ride I, to me was already like, Oh, that is awesome. Like given talent, 20 years of improvements and a unique ride experience, you know? So, um, obviously they're in the same family. So they're, they're already, you know, sisters or brothers or whatever you want to call it. So I think, uh, I think we're sitting pretty, but yeah, Iron Menace is the answer in 2024. I think my answer is still going to be talent, but that's only because I prefer. Don't know yet. Right. Lives. Yeah. I mean, talent's better than Hydra. We all know that. So, yeah. um, and I love Hydra, but talent, if it's just, you know, based on, I'm, you know, still enjoy like a really, really great thrill roller coaster. Talent's just better. So the JoJo roll is great, though. Yeah. Shout out to the JoJo roll. Yeah, the JoJo roll is very fun. 
the first ever JoJo roll, right? Right. Yeah. It's good. Um, it's really yeah, good. It was fun. All right. The Fantasy Booker Podcast. Now, this one we may have uh, talked about in the past few episodes oh. with you. Um, but they're a new listener, it sounds like. But question about Iron Menace. How do you come up with the idea in the first place for all of this? Tell me everything, please. I won't go into everything. Um, but I'll, oh man. Short story. Um, though you've got the money for a roller coaster, you know you want a roller coaster. You go through a couple different ideas. You get a pandemic, come out of it. Everybody says, hey, dynamic theming is the new wave. You say, heck yeah, I want to ride it. So we go into that. We know we want to do theming. So what is the best theme? Um, when we know that we're a community theme park and we did a brand study to determine that like, hey, we need to really connect with our community deeply. Uh, the steel industry, Bethlehem right up the street, Allentown and surrounding areas got a lot of the byproduct for a lot of our different industries and different things that we did really well. So it's like, hey, now we know the theme, steel yard theme, got to have a steel roller coaster. Then we start talking about it. B&M, fantastic with Dorney Park. Great relationships. We've had folks in our maintenance construction teams that have been here for 20, 30 plus years. Talon, Hydra, great experience um, throughout the company. Great experience working with BN and by company I mean Cedar Fair, working with BM. So we go to them, say, hey, this is the, we go to a couple different manufacturers and you say, hey, this is the footprint. This is where we want to do it. The old Stinger lot, another area that we identify, want to drive traffic down there. And so, um, B&M pitches what we think is the best plan, which, as we've talked about, Chris, um, included the non-removal of possessed um, and then really leaned into the dynamic theme, um, kind of pitching this idea of the dive as like a blast furnace, um, which was in collaboration with our creative team for Cedar Fair. And so ultimately, that's how you get the dive because it fits um, what we need. And then also we've got to think about how are we going to get it approved by the township and the state and all those different things. So after we start going through all that. It was clear, like, hey, you want to do a dive or a wing with B&M. Um, we felt like dive hit the theme the best. And so get that. Then you get the colors. Uh, and then you got to come up with a name. We had so many different names that we pitched around. Uh, but ultimately, we felt like it had to fit within the steel industry. Um, and so we already used steel for steel force. So clearly, iron is the product that you utilize to create steel. And so that's how you get iron. And then we felt like menace was a good play on words, right? So menace for Mr. McTavish, who's a menace, and then menace for the ride itself, like the ride experience is menacing. So um, all those things kind of work together. That's how you get iron menace. And then uh, we're just, you know, cooking from there. And then from there it's construction. So that's the very, very short version of the story. Yes. Perfect. And that actually perfectly brings us into our next question. Okay. Um, from Park Visions, he's asking, was the retheming of the steel yard area in the initial plans for Iron Menace, or was that an idea that was brought after finalizing? So I think the concept to theme the ride was there, um, but I think we've themed it out a lot further since we landed on the ride that we did. And actually, if you look at the initial animation, um, it's pretty much created with this idea that the ride would just be slapped into the area with very limited detail and theming. But if you look at it, you will notice that the station is and does resemble an old steel yard. So we knew we knew when we selected that, that that was more than likely going to be the theme for the area. So the answer is yes, maybe not as dynamically and expansively as I think it will get to over time. Yeah, so um, I could be interpreting 
it a little wrong, but I think he means like the bar area and the store and where possessed is like that whole existing. Is that with the ride? Um, yeah, I mean, I think so. You once again, you, you we kind of, like I just explained, we kind of knew what we wanted to do. Um, you know, some of that comes down to a, a number of different factors and dynamics, um, you know, whether that's money or whether that's bandwidth or whether that's, hey, you know, once we start looking at it, do we, I don't know, do we think this fits? Do they all work together? Um, can we piece this thing together? So I know um, Jessica has been our general manager and VP, and then some of our folks in, in creative, uh, Ken Parks is a, is a great partner of ours, have really been dead set on like theming out an area. Um, so I'm gonna say yes. Once again, did it look as expansive as it did? And did it all fit together as great as it's coming together? I don't, I don't know. Probably not. But I think the idea, the prevailing idea has always been to theme this area out. So I think it's going even better than we probably envisioned. And I think that's because, you know, it's kind of like, it's like anything. You get really positive momentum and everybody around you starts to see it and they all get excited. And next thing you know, like ideas are flowing really good. And if you're all kind of already going in the same direction, next thing you know, like it's just like the creative process. One person can create something really great. But if you've got a lot of people who work together really well um, and they all have really great creative ideas, I mean, it can usually go one of two ways. Either like they can't get anything done because they can't work together and the ideas are so overwhelming they cannot coordinate or you know, they all get on the same page and it's like, you are really, really creating something special. And I, I just think we're all on the same page right now. And so like, then you see the merchandise team, like really leaning into it and getting into the theme and the food and beverage team is getting into the theme. It's like, next thing you know, you've just got this like groundswell, like everybody's getting into it. And we're noticing even like our community partners are really getting into it, which is why you get some of these engaging and dynamic charity events. Like everybody I think is really into it. And I think that speaks to like the theme overall and how it connects back to the community. Um, everybody loves like that reverence for our history while also like acknowledging kind of like the unique and kind of like creep factor that is very, very Lehigh Valley. And it's like something only we could probably do service to in a way that's like really gonna stand out, maybe outside of anywhere in like the Rust Belt, right? So I think that we just got the right theme and everybody's on board. Yeah. So it was a long answer. Yeah. <laughs> I think I got the answer in there somewhere. It makes sense. Yeah, I mean the the long I mean the short answer is like I don't know if it was this great, but um I think it's much better than we even imagined. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. And, I could, think and honestly when it's done, we'll probably still be sitting here saying and it could have been better. That's the reality of it, which I think is awesome. So, this comes back to like every like anytime anybody like anytime I do something I'm like I do what I think is awesome. And then I make, and then after the thought, you know, was it hindsight 2020 or whatever? It's like, mm -hmm. Oh, that could have been even sweeter if we did this. Yeah. Well, with an endless pot of money, we would, we would do even more. That's the reality of it. I mean, at the end of the day, it's going to, it's probably going to come down to like, what are your resources? Um, and you've got, you've got a whole water park and you've got a whole kids park and you've got a whole nother park that you've basically got to take care of outside of this area. So, you know, at some point in time, and we've only have, you know, we only have a, so many people to get all this stuff done. So, unfortunately, yeah. can't do it all. But I think I'm really thrilled with where it ends up. And I know that, uh, you know, at the end of the year, we'll be, we'll still be looking at ways to make it better. So it's great. Yeah, I think we're all excited. Yeah, definitely. Next question. And this is a two-parter. So the first one is just for Ryan. 
And this is from Nick Lom, and he says, Ryan, can we please bring back the don't look down signs on the Talon lift hill? He's been on this forever. I think they are somewhere. Um, man, I can ask about it. He's super passionate about it. So I can, I've actually never like asked anybody about it, but I know they, they linger and live somewhere. They're probably in the sign shop because the guys that have been up there have been here for like 40 and 30 years respectively. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure they have them up there somewhere. I, I think the better question is like, why were they removed in the first place? So yeah, I, love I would like that. to know. They're so fun. Like, I feel like it makes Talon, like, especially for like the general public and the kids, like all of those signs coming up the lift hill, they're just so fun. It would be interesting to find out, like, did someone determine it to be like a safety hazard? Cause that's always like an interesting thing you'll find out is like, I don't know. Cause you know, we're in like the new era of, um, you know, like litigation. And so sometimes it's things that seem like really benign or things that got stripped away because, you know, at so-and-so park at so-and-so year, you know, X, Y, Z happened. And although it's not the same thing, it's this and that. So I'll be, I would just be interested to know what the answer was or did it just get removed? Cause it was weathered and, you know, they just kind of forgot about it. I, who knows? I don't know. It could be anything. Was Talon yeah. ever repainted? Uh, portions of it, but not the entire thing. Got it. I was just saying maybe they did took him down when it re, was repainted or not, but I not that I, I mean, I don't know. Could have been. Don't quote me on that. I honestly don't know the answer. You got me on another one. Got me on another one. Now, yeah. I don't have any photos or video of it, and my records go back to like 2010. So. You know, was it before that? Someone knows the answer out there. I just I don't know the answer right off the top of my head. Let's go back and look. I can't remember who, but someone sent me a video or a photo of the signs because I didn't know about mm -hmm. them. Yeah. Um, I know they painted some columns, but I don't know about the track. Yeah. Nick's second question is for all three of us. If there were a new Alfundo themed ride. <laughs> What ride would be the most fitting ride type? Drop tower, some variety. I thought, um, dude, I wanted to, I wanted to make the new bar Alfondo's dive bar. We were, we had a real push here in the marketing part, marketing department to do it, but you know, we just couldn't get it over the hump because it didn't fit the theme, you know. Yeah. But uh, I thought, I felt like Alfondo should add a bar. Yeah, I we should probably get a scare zone or a maze before anything else if we're gonna make him a little bit twisted. Yeah. I feel like the dive bar would be so funny, though. It would be. It would be so good. I think the real answer is, like, I would just like to bring back um, just, like, him over top of the station for the for the coaster slash Thunderhawk. I always thought that was so iconic, but just looking I back, I never got to experience it, but um, just looking at the photos, it was amazing. Massive clown over top of the station for the coaster. So... <laughs> Pretty cool. That'd yeah, that's pretty cool. How about like a mirror house, you know? Something yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like a dark ride. Kind of like Runaway Mountain. I think that's what it's called at Six Flags yeah. Adventure. Doesn't like Laugh Track and Hershey feel like that should just have Alfondo in there somewhere? Like just yep. pops up yeah. boogity boogity. Like that's that's kind of what I think, you know? <laughs> yeah, I would definitely yeah. prefer the Intamin or the Premier like Kitty Coaster ride. Mm -hmm over the wild mouse ride yeah. but we should do a boo blasters with alfondo like at uh, kd at king's dominion you know yes that would be so fun <laughs> but, yeah. i was i was thinking like a giant slide 
no, there you go. Circus or something like that. But yeah. also a dark ride would be awesome too. <laughs> I don't see that happening anytime soon. But uh, yeah, like a a huge, you know, the ones you ride down on a burlap sack, but it's like a torment. Oh. Yeah, there was like a video of one that opened up in like a random city in Michigan where people were like flying down it and just like slamming down. It was hilarious. Oh my gosh! Obviously, not a good idea for a theme park, but fair. No, Fun Spot Orlando has one though. Super fun. There you go. Super fun. It's great to go on after two dollar beers. Yeah. <laughs> Heard. Heard. <laughs> um. All right, next we have Paulsburg. This one just says thoughts on Hershey Park. <laughs> so um, not a surprise to anybody on this podcast, I don't think. But, I mean, I grew up in Eastern PA. Um, so I grew up going to Hershey and Dorney and Dutch Wonderlands and Six Flags Great Adventure. So as a kid, the two that held maybe the most space in my heart were always Dorney and Hershey, to no one's surprise. Um, because I really loved at that time how both parks really were able to kind of sustain their historic elements and then lean into them. When, when I was a kid, um, the big thing that Hershey did was like bring back the Wildcat and their whip. And I thought, you know, at the time, I thought that was really cool. And then you, you coupled that with Lightning Racer. And um, I'll just say they have a great team. Um, they have such a strong IP. Like their intellectual property is it's candy. So... Um, it's tough to beat. That being said, like, do we consider them competition? Like, yeah, we consider everybody within this space competition. Um, but that doesn't mean that, um, you know, their success and they, they have had success. Um, you know, I think Wildcat has been a success with the RMC. Um, doesn't mean that that isn't good for all of us. Um, and I think, you know, the same thing about Knobles, like when they're successful, um, it's good for all of us now. Like we all are kind of scrapping for, you know, maybe the same, large groups in the same season pass base. Um, but, you know, I think um, Hershey's really distinguished themselves as kind of like a destination park. And I don't think that um, some of that um, might actually help some of the other parks in the area to get new eyeballs. So, and I, I do, I respect their team there too. They've got a great um, public relations team and marketing team. So, um that being said, I mean, I think the one thing that really makes them different from everybody else right now is like because they're so heavy into the IP, um, I feel like some of the charm isn't quite the same as when I was a kid. And that's not a knock on them because I think that they're really offering like a really unique family experience. Um, but for me as a curmudgeon Pennsylvanian sometimes, like change is hard for us. And so that's to me why I still prefer Dorney because I can still come in here and a lot of the rides that I got to enjoy and experience with older family members are still here. Um, whereas, you know, as Hershey's really grown and changed, it, even the entrance, right, is like a, I don't know, it's jarring um, as someone who grew up going there. So, you know, they still have Super Duper Looper and they still have Comet. They've got some really great assets and it's a great park um, and their competition. Also, if one more person tweets me that they're going to buy us, stop it. Stop doing that. Stop doing that. They you tried know, that with Dutch Wonderland. I don't think that worked out too hot. Oh, no. So, it didn't work out for them. They sold it pretty quick. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think we've got a lot of great parks in this area. And I think um, we all – I think if you go to all the parks, you, you will realize really quick that they all offer something very different. 
And that includes Knobles and Great Adventure and Dutch Wonderland. They are all very different experiences. Um, and I'm, I'm hopeful that we're the one that's more indicative or more reflective of the, like, just the most baseline American experience that like your low income middle-class Americans can like see themselves at Dorney park. Um, and right now it, it feels like that. And it's always felt like that to me, just, you know, growing up as a kid with a single mom, we didn't have a lot of money. Like Dorney was the spot and I still feel like it's a good spot. And I still feel like we're affordable, even if, you know, sometimes people complain about things like parking and it's unfortunate. Um, but you know, we, we try our best. And I think, uh, the history's here, so. But uh, yeah, I have no nothing but nice things to say about Hershey for the most part. I mean, they got a good park, so. Yeah. I yeah. do adore Hershey, but my, I you you mentioned the entrance. I miss that entrance. Jarring, old jarring. Stuff. I love the old stuff walking through there. Like I don't know. Yeah. I just like love old Pennsylvania. You know, it's like same thing with uh, Dorney, Knobles, Kennywood. Like that old charm sometimes is. Yeah. It feels more like home. And uh, even as somebody who grew up in Pennsylvania and spent a lot of time at Hershey Park, like, I don't know, it just doesn't feel like home anymore. Yeah, so, it's so, definitely it's a special place because a lot of the parts are still there. But it's kind of like grandma moved into like a new house and just took some of her furniture with her. I don't know. It's um, they've definitely upgraded the park a lot. Yeah, I always remember like there used to be this building that you would walk in and it was like, you would never know it was Dunkin' Donuts because it was this old school looking building. It was the Dunkin' yep. Donuts. And that's, I remember it like every trip that I went on to school, like I would go to this like hidden Dunkin' Donuts that no one knew about. Change so, is hard. Change is hard. Uh, but yeah, I love, we have so many great parks in Pennsylvania. It's a really special state for sure. Yeah, we're definitely lucky. Conventional wisdom in PR says I shouldn't talk about Hershey Park, by the way, but uh, <laughs> I'm not conventional. So. Um, so that brings us to our last question. And, it, and of course, I, I save the best for last oh, um, because Justin Seelig, who is local to that area, he took some <laughs> awesome pictures of, of Iron Menace in the snow the other day. Yes. Um, he asks, with Possessed being the only thing in that area of the park not having an iron or steel name, will it be renamed? No. So actually, well, never say never. Um, but as of right now with this leadership team, the answer is no. Um, and here's why. Because we did talk about it. Um, we've talked about a lot of this stuff. But we still feel like um, Possessed fits within the theme. Because part of the Iron Menace's backstory is about Hiram McTavish, who kind of has this, I mean, talk about like a possession or being possessed. It, it's in that nature for this entire area that like Hiram McTavish and his spirit and his soul and folks that maybe he wronged, like it's all here. And so we feel like it still fits in that space, in that sphere so we didn't feel like it needed to be renamed. Now we do feel like it could use some paint and, you know, we've talked about, you know, potential new signage or new logo. Um, don't hundred percent know where those things stand because once again, we're Pennsylvanians and change is hard. Um, but I think everybody felt pretty passionately for now um, that the name should remain possessed and 
from where I sit and everything that I've understood, and clearly I've got an inside track on a lot of these discussions. Not that stuff doesn't get past me every once in a while, but uh, from what I understand, there's no there's no desire to change it. And I also feel strongly that it still fits within the theme. So for now, Possessed stays. I got to say it's a good name, too. So. Yeah, it's the other thing. I mean, plus it just makes that noise. It sounds like <laughs> it takes off. It's, it's part of the reason why it was changed from Voodoo to Possessed in the first place. So, yeah. among other reasons. That classic LIM launch. I love yeah. it. Yeah, it just sounds yeah. like screaming. It is a good, it's a good sound. We just think it fits. I mean, because the whole it's the whole cursed nature of the area, right? So, don't yeah. seem to change it. Yeah, that's definitely... That's how I always thought about it. I was like, yeah, it it just without any retheming, it just fits. Still fits. Yep. It's my it's my opinion of it, and I think most of the team feels the same way. So Yeah. Well, I mean, that was all exciting. Um, Ryan, you know what we're gonna ask you here. Oh boy, here because we go. The end of the episode. Yeah. And we need a hot take. Okay. Anything. It doesn't have to be coaster related. It can literally be anything. We just need a any hot any hot take. Any hot take. Boy, what is a hot take? Uh, let's see. Well, it doesn't have so it doesn't have to be Dorney related, huh? No, um, it could be anything. Whatever you want. Whatever I want. Yep. Boy, <laughs> I thought of something. I'm not gonna do it. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh man. Yeah, I'm thinking. So I don't know. My uh, my brain immediately jumped to like. I, I mean, my my hot take is that is that our park is gonna reestablish itself as one of the premier parks of the East Coast in 2024. That's like that's that's a hot take. But I think um, I don't know. Just like a generic hot take. I don't know if I have one right now. But uh, my. Iron Menace will be better than Top Thrill too. How's that for a hot take? <laughs> I dig it. Yeah, that's a good one. Probably not. Probably not really. But to me, it will be because it's near and dear. That's what I wanted to say the for the first time, and then I was like, ah, that's okay. I can say that. I'm the. No, it's probably it's probably gonna be better because in the end, Top Thrill Two is still just a strata. Yeah, it'll be better than Good Gravy and Top Thrill Two. You know. Yes. Um, I think. I'll, how about how about the? I mean, it's it's not it's not really a hot take to say that like Iron Menace will be the most transformational ride roller coaster of the year because of what it means to this park specifically. And I, yeah, it yeah. might be a hot take to somebody, but to me, I think that's like the easy. Like to me, that's that's the reality. So I don't even know if that's a hot take, but yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, I feel like out of all the coasters that are being built in the states this year, I mean, Iron Menace is probably one of the best ones so see and somebody would be like it's not even that big a deal it's 100, only 160 feet high and it's only gonna last like 48 seconds uh, ask ask people that have ridden emperor and they think it's awesome compared to the yeah. other guys yeah i mean i feel like we talked about this a lot on the previous ones you were on but everyone i've heard that have ridden the mini dives love them yeah it's a very different ride experience that's like whatever um, people try to compare it to like Val Raven or Griffin. It's like, it's not going to be the same ride. Yeah. So yeah. I always love, that's what I love about um, like a non prototype too, which this is not a prototype um, is that you are working on experience 
So like there are things that we already know, like, you know, it's like we're utilizing what they're what they learned from Dr. Diabolical. We're utilizing what they've learned for Val Raven and it's like we're making the perfect ride. Like that's the goal. So and I think it will be that. So I don't even know if that's a hot take, but my take. The hot take was hot take. Over chewy gummy snacks are better than chocolate any day of the week. There hot you take. go. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we got Taylor Bybee on the episode. He's go. obsessed with gummies. <laughs> so much better. Yeah, Sour Patch Kids all day. Ooh, yep. I, I have to agree. I just actually killed off a bag one of those today. So <laughs> I do have a bag of Sour Patch Kids, but come on, chocolate. I literally have them on my desk. Like, I mean, there's just so many different things you can do with gummy things and flavors and everything. And then you just have chocolate. Good. Chocolate. Yeah, but that's not true. I just had chocolate. It's dark chocolate raspberry. That's way different than like the chocolate buttercreams I have downstairs, mm. or like a Reese's cup that has chocolate. Like, I don't know. I will say this: I've been on a huge candy kick lately, so that's all. Just I need to just get rid of it at my house here. So, so just eat it all, and then don't buy any more. I probably won't fit on roller coasters that way. <laughs> 300 pound weight limit on uh, iron menace so you've got some room to build in there chris you know yeah you're good um well that's good that's good um i'm excited i'm planning on growing six eight <laughs> six oh, eight. Somebody... oh my gosh that reach profile is a little wild six, you know what I, we're missing a question here because I, I remember seeing this yesterday but somebody had asked if there was going to be a maximum height limit on iron menace did you just say that six foot eight inches okay that's the max not, height yep don't know the min yet we won't know until we hit testing um there's always kind of like this this threshold between 48 and 52 certainly everybody wants 48 because it makes it more of like a family experience mm -hmm. um and we're hopeful it's 48 uh, but you know until you get through testing and commissioning you won't you won't actually know that so more to come on that as we go through that process but yeah six if you're six foot nine inches and 305 pounds you know, that's just the way the cookie crumbles him. So you can't be Jordan Mailata. He's a uh, offensive lineman for the Philadelphia Eagles. He's like three thirty and like six ten or six nine. I don't know. Guy's huge. Can he ride any coaster there? Maybe Steel Force. No. Maybe maybe Steel Force. I don't know. I can't even remember off the well, top. I don't, the clearance on Steel Force though, he's definitely hitting some of those supports. He puts a I don't think he could. I don't think he could fit anything. Yeah, I don't think he could. He could fit talent. I know that. I would quit football immediately and lose weight. That'd be tough. <laughs> it's tough. Uh, I guess yeah. you can't lose height, though. That That's kind of – you can't lose your height. No. Nope. Oh, no, you can't shrink yourself. It's funny, too, because 6'8", uh, you know, I'm I'm almost 6'4", so 6'8 doesn't seem like that much to me. But, uh, you know, for for every, for everyday people, 6'8 is pretty tall. So Yeah. <laughs> um, well, that brings us to the end of the episode. So, once again – we want to thank Ryan for jumping on last thank minute here and hanging out with us. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Ryan. No problem. Catch you on the next one. Sounds good. Uh, you know, I'm sure that this will not be the last time that you're on this podcast. So doubtful. <laughs> we'll hear from Ryan some more. <laughs> sure. We'll catch up this summer. Sounds good. Well, we will see everybody next week. All right. Bye guys. This has been the Theme Park Stand Podcast. 
We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. We'll see you all next time.